Episode 22 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast is brought to you by the Firehall Coffee Hazelnut Cashew Latte. The best latte in Vancouver as voted by you, the listeners and drinkers of Firehall Coffee Beverages. Ho, ho, ho! Welcome to the Christmas Extravaganza, episode 22 of the Screenplay Writers Christmas Podcast. We are the Christmas Screenplay Writers. Ho, ho, ho. ho. <laughs> Hello again and welcome, ho, 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 to Christmas episode number 22, episode 22, Christmas Extravaganza annual event of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. I, I can't wait. Can't wait because it's here. Finally here, the best Finally day of the here. year. The Christmas Extravaganza. Yes. We have so much planned. So much planned. I'm Ryan Abbott. I'm Nathan Hare. And we are Santa's elves. Screenplay writers, I mean, uh, writing screenplays for all the good boys and girls across the world. Um, and it's great to be here with you, Nathan. You know, Christmas is about family, and I consider, well, I consider you my family. Ah, yeah, I think that's, that's nice. pretty nice. We're yeah. S- yeah, we're currently we're sitting here, we're recording at Firehall Fire Coffee, Coffee, our job, sitting here with some hot cocoa, hot wearing cocoa. our Christmas sweaters. Firehall Coffee is so nice in the Christmas holiday season because it smells delicious, smells like coffee, and not a speck of cloves anywhere, yeah, which hate I cloves. hate cloves. Also not a big fan of hazelnut, like cashews, and uh, that's what we have most of. And we have a little fire roaring here. Please don't tell anyone or call the fire department, but Nathan and I... Wanted a bit of a rolling, crackling fire. You could probably hear it in the background. Yep. But, oh, it's keeping us a little toasty. Just uh, on the concrete floor we made it. Um, but we have such good air filtration in here that it just pulls totally the smoke fine. right out, we think. It's just going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And we just want to give a shout-out to our coworkers. We're, curr- yeah. we're currently on shift right now. and We just closed up the store. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Stacy and Gwen are doing a great job sweeping up and kind of helping us get out of here on time while yeah. we can still record our podcast. Yeah, so shout out to very them. Very generous. It yep. was their Christmas gift to us, which totally. we really appreciate. And we tried to do an extra good job of roasting our beans this week uh, just to give everybody an extra special taste treat. The single origin stuff we did this week is just just some of our best work. Totally. And I was th- I was tossing candy canes in there to kind of Oh, create yeah. my own flavors and I mean that I didn't actually turn out too well and people were kind of yeah Nathan about. has this uh, drink he invented called the minty dipper where he takes a coffee and dips a candy cane in it for about 30 seconds and it just gives the faintest hint of a mintness to the coffee it's called a minty dipper you yeah. just let it cool a little bit sip her down it's so good it's way better than you know dropping a bit of peppermint oil or something extract in a in a latte which is so 
a sort of Neanderthal approach. Oh, absolutely. That's how the Neanderthals would have had their mint coffees. Well, we love it, and I love giving out minty dippers, and I and the way that I do give them out is that people order a regular latte or coffee, and then I surprise them with a minty dipper by yeah. giving them their coffee, and I say, uh-uh-uh, and I take it back, and then I take a candy cane out of my pocket, and I kind of dunk it in there for a little bit. Yep. Um, kind of almost a Willy Wonka golden ticket style, except for I do right. it with every beverage. Right. Um, yes. And I say, there is your minty dipper. Minty dipper, and sometimes they come back and say, is there mint in this? And we say, no, because there isn't Technically. Mint, technically. Well, it says it tastes like a candy it. cane. Yeah. And well, I say, say, well, yeah, there is a candy, candy cane. cane. was in it temporarily. Was in it temporarily. Do you want a new coffee? And sometimes they say yes, and then yeah. we give them a new coffee and yeah. send them on their way. Send them along their way. And that's way. good because then next time we know that they do not want a minty dipper. Exactly. But second time is usually the charm. And <laughs> once we you... We do try a second time. Yeah. This time kind of secretly. Then if they for serious don't want a minty dip, yeah. then the third time we don't we don't push it. Because we're exactly. not pushy about it. We're not going to push it. But no. we do at that point, the third time, we'll do it again. If they come back and complain one more time, we'll say, okay, you're serious about this. We'll bring out the opt-out form for the Minty right, Dipper right, policy, right, right. which is yeah, we say, they sign it and we make sure that we know, okay, you don't want a Minty Dipper when you well, order any coffee. What I expect is that if people really don't want a particular flavor, then you should you should say that when you make your order. Up front, yes. Do not put mint in my coffee. Exactly. Which if, is we what don't, if someone doesn't say that, how are we supposed to know? Exactly. And people have been screaming that uh, at, <laughs> that at yeah, us lately. Yeah, they Do have. not put mint in our coffee. And we Ever say, it. we again. get it. That's a, then. That's the I've perfect. told you three times. We should have started with that. Yeah, we should have started with, I don't want mint, hazelnut. Form. List what, the things you don't want. Because then I say, what, fine, what other flavors don't you want us to add because we have this uh clementine juice that oh so nice in a coffee it's delicious and if you don't tell us that you don't want it how are we supposed, are we to, supposed know? to know we're just going to assume that you want it yep so, so come by fire hall it's been really fun and everyone's in a great mood this holiday season nathan seen any good movies lately not really okay me neither. Uh, although I did rewatch um, Batman with Michael Keaton nice. on TV four weeks ago. The original. Ago. The original Batman with Michael, who is Michael Keaton. Great actor, heck of a heck of a Batman. Would have been a good James Bond. I always thought because he's just got that suave kind of air of mystery, confidence athletic, um, good actor. I thought he would have been great as Bond. Absolutely, yeah. It's interesting. But, uh, I, never I mean, I, yeah. Did. Never yeah, did. I never did. Well, he could. Could have. Yeah, but, um, okay. Well. I guess this generation would probably know him more as Birdman than as Batman. Right, right. Birdman came out recently, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, did a heck of a business at the box office. Um, Lots of good drumming. Excellent drumming throughout. Good soundtrack or score. If you're interested in learning more about soundtrack or score, you know, check out our last episode where we touch on music in screenplays and the importance of the screenplay writer in developing the the music for a a screenplay. So go back and listen to that. Uh, It's always worth the re-listen. Yeah. Let's do script Santa surgery Christmas edition. Dialogue. Character development, wittiness, 
grammar. Script surgery, if you're not familiar, is where we take an existing movie and we dissect it and see how we can make it better. That's right. Uh, We we take it apart piece by piece, sew it back together. Today we're going to talk about 500 Days of Summer. Very apropos uh, for some reason, we chose this one. So this is a screenplay with uh, characters that um, are together for 500 days, about a year and a half, roughly. And we learn all about their ups and downs of their relationship, comes and goes, and they have all kinds of adventures together and get to know each other. So it's really about the progression of these 500 days. And what I like about this screenplay is that there's a number in the movie's title. Which really tells you roughly, you know, you can sort of figure out how long this is going to be based on that number. Because once they start going through the days, I can do some mental math and say, okay, we're about 250 days into this relationship. I'm probably two-thirds of the way through this movie. Exactly. And it's a really good way to sort of calibrate that way. Um, What I, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of one of the most important things for me when I'm watching a movie is, how much longer do I have yeah. in the movie? How and, much longer do I have to sit through this thing? Um, what I sometimes what I do is I find out how long the movie is, and I take a stopwatch timer, and I mm. and I start at the same time, and as I play the movie, and I keep that right by me as I'm watching right. it, and that way I can just kind of glance over. Oh, yep. Okay, we're about there. Yep. Count a countdown. Yeah, and we're also, as we've said previously, usually flipping along uh, with the screenplay yep. in front of us. Uh, so we we do know, uh, you know, about how roughly how far we have to go. So with a red pen red to make pen, little, notes, little for, notes for these sort of segments, etc. Absolutely, it's how we learn. Yeah, how we learn is we follow along, we make notes, we might write down suggestions all along the way but you know for this one we both just thought it was a fantastic screenplay and really worked on every level didn't yeah it It was awesome and i love seeing things like this because um it makes well i i don't know i'd love to have something like this in my life a relationship of this nature romantic etc so it's fun to see on screen and kind of get to live with that fantasy for a little bit Absolutely, and um, another interesting factoid about this screenplay, 500 Days of Summer, of course, is that I believe the character's name is Summer, which goes back to uh, our titles episode a couple episodes ago, where we talk about using a character's name in a double-meaning way um, as part of the title. So the character's name is Summer, throw Summer in the title, and it implies both the season and the character's name. It's one of Hare's rules. Exactly. And we'll pause for a guitar. Nice. Awesome. All right. Let's uh, move on to Reindeer Logline Cage Match Christmas time. So this is, yeah, Logline Cage Match, if you're familiar with a bit of a Christmas twist, it's Logline Reindeer Cage Match Christmas time. Essentially, in this we'll pitch, we segment, we pitch each other loglines, and we just give each other honest, open, no hold back feedback uh, on feedback. these bad boys. Yep, yep. Fantastic. So I, I've got one today. Okay, great. Here it is. It's called The Mediator. A man is a calm and award-winning mediator in his professional life. 
But in his personal life, he's a hypersensitive hater who gets along with no one and really is aggressive on the basketball court during pickup recreational games. Oh, this is, yeah, this is fun. It's, this is an awesome okay. idea. And I love this because you play cool. pickup basketball, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I get a little intense. I guess you could say every once in a while, but, you know, I, I like to compete. Yeah. <laughs> Were you, I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk about this if you don't want. I'm not a mediator in real life. No, so, that's I mean, true. Clearly, it's not. You know, it's, it's not. not. Would you want to play? The, would you want to play the character in the screenplay? Um, only if it fits into my schedule, and you know, if the the terms of the contract are favorable, would I? I would. I would consider it. Um, awesome. I guess. I mean, I know all the lines because I wrote them, so it really would be quite convenient. That is one of the, the, the advantages of starring in your own screenplay is that yeah. you know all the lines already. You probably yeah, have them yeah. s- close to memorized. And if you ad-lib them or get them wrong, you can say, well, I meant to change that. Didn't you get my latest file? And that's a Maybe perfect excuse. Maybe you have an excuse. old version yeah. Yeah, of the file. What version number are you on? Yeah, what version? And then you just add one. If they yeah. say, well, I'm on version 23, you say, well, I just did 24. And they said, well, why didn't you get it? Yeah, where's the email? I don't know where it is. And you yeah, said, and we we're like, wasting time on set. No, and then you can say, oh, it's in my draft folder. I thought I sent it. Exactly. But I didn't. Um, That's perfect. Because sometimes Gmail does that. Well, that is going to do it for the Christmas Extravaganza Hazelnut Cashew edition of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. Coming at you from Firehall Coffee in beautiful Christmas time, central Vancouver. Exactly. Once again, thanks to our coworkers for completing Thank the closing duties while we can record this. I see Have a Glenn over there also uh, doing a bit of cleanup. Thanks very much, Glenn. Exactly. That espresso machine looks lovely. It looks very shiny with the brasso. You brassoed it nicely. Awesome. Brass uh, I love just being able to sit here with you. Crackling fire. Christmas is the best. Roasting chestnuts. Love you, Ryan. Love you too, Nathan. Been a pleasure doing this podcast this Christmas season and uh, all these 21 episodes. To our listeners, have a safe travel home home and and enjoy time with your families and great times together. And a happy new year too. And we're not resting for New Year's and holiday season. We're recording some more episodes. We're going to be right with you. So keep listening. And as always, keep your dialogue snappy. Always keep writing home.